I grew up the youngest of five. Uh, my mom was disa- had a disability and couldn't work. My dad often worked two jobs. He didn't have a college degree. And being the youngest of five with uh, a limited income, uh, I quickly realized as a kid that our family wasn't as well off as all the families in the neighborhood or all the families I was friends with. I remember there being cr- Christmases where we had a tree and there was a lot of stuff under the tree. And I remember Christmases where there wasn't a whole lot. I remember one Christmas where there was nothing under the tree. And so nine, eight, 19 years old, I kind of knew this about our family, that, that we didn't have the resources that, that everyone that I saw had. I don't know if we were below the poverty line, but we were really close to it. Uh, we often, as a kid, uh, lived off of food stamps. So I was riding in the car one day with my grandmother. My mom was driving. This was probably one of the most significant moments of my life. Um, my mom's driving. My grandmother's in the passenger seat. I'm in the back seat. I remember where we are. We're on Fairway Boulevard, about to go under Kell in Wichita Falls, Texas, with the United Supermarket on our left. I, I know vividly this is an incredible moment. And they're talking about music. My grandma was a great musician. And she asked me in the back seat, she says, Drew, do you like music? And I said, yeah. She said, do you think you'd ever want to learn how to play an instrument? I said, of course. She got real excited, and she said, well, what kind of instrument would you want to play? And what, what instrument does every 10-year-old boy want to play? The drums. So immediately I said, I want to play the drums. And she was really excited. And then I went on to explain, I'm 10 years old, went on to explain to my grandma why I would never play the drums because we were poor. And I'm the youngest of five. And there's a lot of pieces to a drum set. And it's really expensive. And we didn't have the money for that. And even if, if I had a drum set, I would need drumsticks. I don't have drumsticks. And even if I had a drum set and drumsticks, it looks really complicated. I'm 10, so I'm going to need lessons. And I'm pretty sure that's expensive. And I'm the youngest of five, so I'm like fifth below on the totem pole. And there's no way that my family is going to be able to afford a drum set, drumsticks, and drum lessons for me. At 10 years old, I was acutely aware of having kind of a poverty mentality that developed at 10. It's probably the most significant thing anyone ever said to me. She turns around and she says, Drew, if you give that desire to the Lord and you promise to, wor- to use that for worship and not the glory of the world, the Lord will teach you how to play the drums. I mean, that's, that was the equivalent of how can you give to Jesus? I was 10 years old, young, dumb, and a little bit of faith. Went home. We had dinner, finished dinner. I went to the living room, and I I stole or borrowed one of my mom's praise and worship cassettes. They were all awful, but I grabbed, like, the one that was least awful. And I went to my bedroom. I borrowed my brother's cassette tape player, the boom box. I feel so old talking about cassette tapes. Like, I realize there's people here who don't know what, I'm that guy now. And so we, I go in my room, and I put this worship tape in this uh, jam box. And I sit there, and I realize I don't have a drum set. I don't have drumsticks. So I open my book bag, and I pull out my school books, and I, I lay them in like a half circle in the shape of a drum set. And I get down on my knees, and I grab, my, my, uh, I grab two number two pencils that look like drumsticks. And I sat there on my knees just like this with these books in a half circle, my two little number two pencils. And I said, Lord, teach me how to play. And I hit play. And for like two hours, I would listen to the song and I would try to mimic what I heard the drummer do. And it gets to the end of the song, hit stop, rewind. The Spotify hadn't been invented yet. 
And then I'd do that again over and over again. When we'd go to church, I'd go early and I'd sit over here. My son was doing it. He was like three years old and he's staring at the drummer. And I would just stare at the drummer. It's like, figure out, okay, right hand over left. Strong right foot, you know. And, and I would just take in everything. Everywhere we'd go, I'd listen to a song and I would try to, to learn. And one day, uh, someone gave me a pair of drumsticks. A few months later, someone found a... Uh, it actually looked very similar to that. It was a gray uh, drum set that was beaten up, used, collecting dust. They gave it to me, put it in my garage, and every neighbor hated my family. <laughs> so then we had to get earmuffs and pass those things out. I'm kidding. We didn't do that. And I would just listen to worship music and pray and worship and sing to the Lord and try to, to, to mimic what I was hearing. One day when I was in eighth grade, I was at youth service early, it was 6.30 p.m., and the drummer had the flu and didn't show up, and they're freaking out. They had heard I'd been doing this with school books and number two pencils and, and makeshift drum sets, and so they invited me to come on. It was like off stage. It wouldn't even put me on the stage. It just put me off stage, and it's like 50 kids. It didn't matter. The risk wasn't that big. And like halfway through the first song, the worship leader looked over at me and was like, give me a great thumbs up, like, keep going. My freshman year in high school, I was second chair. My, uh, my, the, the last three years, I was first chair. I went to a school on the east side, um, which was a predominantly African-American school. And everyone, every year, it always comes to, who's the white, skinny, 90-pound guy that has rhythm? And it was always the little white kid who said, Lord, I'll play for you, <laughs> you know? That led to playing the guitar, to learn how to sing, led to filling in for a worship leader one time when he was sick, which led to being a worship pastor, which led to filling in for the pastor one time when he was sick, which led to planting a church down in San Antonio, and, and now I'm here, right? And so if you would have told me when I was 10 years old that with some school books and two number two pencils that just given that to the Lord and saying, Jesus, I want to worship you. I don't have gold and frankincense and myrrh, but I got some school books and some pencils. I want to worship you. I would have never believed that I'd be here in front of you on Christmas Eve talking about the love and the power of the God of the universe. Have you done that? What's the dream or the desire or your life? Have you put your faith in Christ? Like, what is it that if you actually gave it to Jesus for his glory, not for yours, for his benefit, not for, if you actually gave it to him, do you know what he could do with that? If you knew there's no way you would sleep tonight, if you knew the things God would do in your life and through your life by just giving to him, there's no way you'd sleep tonight. It would blow your mind. So that's my uh, Merry Christmas challenge, encouragement to you is, in the midst of giving to one another and giving to your family and giving to the coworkers at work that you really don't even like, in the midst of all, no, one, no one's done that. In the midst of all that, have you considered what you might give to Jesus? And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be gold. It could just be a desire. It could be your life. It could be your heart. Um, usually I uh, pray at the end of a message. Um, but I want to do something that I've never done before. I wanted to sing one of my favorite Christmas songs um, as just an encouragement, um, as, a, uh, as an act of worship to the Lord. And 
I hope that it blesses you and I hope that it encourages you to whatever it's in your heart to give to Jesus. Do it. Lord, we ask right now 
whatever those dreams, whatever those desires, the gifts, the talents, just our lives. Ask that you would smile at us, that you would surround us with your love, with your compassion, with the warmth of your blessing this Christmas Eve. And that you would inspire us and encourage us to come as the wise men did and to bow down and to see your worth and to worship and to give that you might be glorified. It's in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, we pray. Amen.